You're listening to Glasgow Food Chat. Join us every second week as we bring you the latest and best from the city's food scene. Today, the south side, Victoria Road especially, is just exciting. Within the first few days, we had a few customers actually in tears because this was like their only interaction out with actually going into shops. Now everyone's coming together as a community and I think I'm, I'm just, I'm proud to be a part of it to be totally honest. Hello Glasgow and welcome to the first episode of Glasgow Food Chat. I'm Sarah Campbell, a reporter for the Glasgow Times and with me is my co-host Paul Trainer of the Glasgowist fame. Uh, For today's episode, our first theme is all about Victoria Road, which is arguably one of the most exciting places for food in the whole of Glasgow. We've invited three guests on who we think really represent just how diverse the whole place is. We've got Daryl from Short Long Black, we've got Daniel from Transylvania uh, Coffee Shop, and newcomer, we've got Michael from Chibo. So I think first of all, yeah, we're probably going to go with Michael, first of all, since you're new to the place, because we're really interested to hear, as a newcomer, what you think of Victoria Road and what makes you excited to be joining such a vibrant food community. Well, uh, hi, nice to meet you all. Uh, I've seen seen some of your faces about, but not officially met you all, so lovely to meet you. Um, well, I mean, the, kind of, the street, the road speaks for itself, really, you know. I mean, anytime you're walking down Victoria Road at the moment, it, there's a massive buzz about it. You know, you've got so many different characters, uh, a lot, a lot of good different shops kind of popping up. Uh, Short Long Black, Transylvania Cafe, you know, um, brilliant hotspots, uh, pr- pretty famous now in the south side of uh, Glasgow. Um, the ice cream game is uh, blown up as well. Um, obviously, you've got the the famous Queen's Cafe that's now turning into Loop and Scoop. You've got Genesis down the road. What the fudge. Um, so it, it's a great street to be in. I'm, I'm proud to be a part of the community and I, and I can't wait to, to get going and meeting everybody. So, yes, lots of excitement. What can we expect from you when you open, Michael? What can I, It's an authentic Italian place and you've got quite a history in the south side, I'm sure. Yeah, so I mean, my, my dad actually, my dad actually owned a restaurant on Victoria Road, like um, almost forty years ago. Um, I was just a kind of, just a wee kind of spark in his eye at that time, you know. Um, but he he had one that was called Cheska's, and that was uh, after my my sister Francesca. So that that was a that was a long time ago. We also had a restaurant in Pollock Shields, uh, not far away. From Victoria Road, and it's called Roma Mia. So we had that from like 1997, and it was a kind of institution, uh, old school proper uh, Italian food, um, with uh, old school proper Italians in it. I, my dad, who loves a song or two, and he's actually quite good, uh, thank God. So uh, I, I've picked up everything from him, minus the the singing, because I'm I'm pretty bad, but. I might still give you a wee song or two in the shop, but I mean, what what you can expect from us is really authentic Italian produce, the kind of the be- the best quality kind of meats and cheeses we can find. Hopefully, our coffee is going to be on par with SLB because their stuff's cracking. You probably see my face there most mornings getting stuff. Aye, fingers crossed. But lot lots of uh, regional Italian foods. And once we obtain a license, hopefully lots of regional Italian wines as well. So uh, that's just a kind of a small wee taste of 
what we're going to do, you know. Daryl, Michael mentioned there some a bit about like the local characters and what you see on the road and that, that kind of atmosphere there. I, I recently interviewed a, a photographer, Simon Murphy, who has spent the last 20 years documenting people and the changes on that street. And when we wrote about it recently, one of the things we noticed was, you know, like the the, the, the turnover, the, the new arrivals, that this kind of energy that's that's coming there. You, you've been there for a, a slightly longer time than than the other uh, the other businesses here. What have you seen in your time on Victoria Road in terms of how that's become an exciting place for food and drink? My experience with uh, Victoria Road will predate the business as well because I, I grew up in Govan Hill, just around the corner on Lineside Road. Um, so I've seen Victoria Road being kind of boom, where you had lots of different small businesses up and down the street. There was fishmongers, there was butchers, there was a, a shoe shop, there was a clothes shop, uh, which is now a Sainsbury's. So I've seen that go from that to nothing, to when a lot there was a lot of shutters, there was more betting shops than there should be. And then in the last sort of six, seven years, it's just kind of changed quite a lot, actually. Um, a lot more people moving into the neighbour. To say a lot more people is a bit disingenuous because it's always turning but it just seems to be quite a different uh different sort of people move into the neighborhood and they are looking for that sort of thing like in terms of food or good coffee or a nice little local business to support and that's really made um the south side and around victoria road a really desirable place to be so you're just getting a lot of um students coming in a lot of young creatives coming in and you're getting people who just want to be a bit closer to city centre, moving over from the West End, because it's a much, much better value for money over here. So it's allowed businesses to be able to survive, and it's allowed biz- a lot of businesses to be able to grow on the street as well. Coffee shops were uh, hugely important uh, during the lockdown, and uh, several people have said to me that your place, for people that live nearby, it might have been the only kind of adult conversation that they had face-to-face during the day. Being able to stay open and obviously the challenges during the last year, but like you've really kind of developed relationships within um, the local community. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think being one of the few conversations that some people had. I remember when we initially opened up after lockdown, there was a little bit of pushback around it. Um, even though I'd done as much research as I possibly could in order to make it as safe as possible and minimise as much contact as possible. And within the first few days, we had a few customers actually in tears because this was like their only interaction out with actually going into shops and how we actually paid attention to a what they wanted and gave them a bit of time in terms of just to find out how they actually are so i just from that that affirmed to me that we need to stay open in terms from people's mental health as long as we can make that environment as safe as possible for people i thought it was a really essential service um it helps break people's up break up some people's day but also gives them some sort of um routine and if you're talking about fun and joy on the neighbourhood and giving people a bit of community spirit, I guess it's important to go to Daniel and Transylvania Coffee Shop. Let's go to Transylvania, yeah. yes. Because you guys are fun all over. You guys do a lot of markets and stuff, I'm sure, at Christmas you guys hold. Is it important to you guys to be really rooted in your community and what you do at the coffee shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we've got last year like a uh, few events. We've got also the obviously the Halloween We've got the Christmas market. After that, we've got uh, the Valentine's Easter and uh, this year the one-year anniversary. And it was lots of fun. So uh, in terms of um, 
in terms of plans for, you know, like how are you finding things now that you can actually open to your full potential? Because one, one of the things that we have written about a lot at Glasgow Times and, and, and the Glasgow's column has been the fact that the smaller units have been so important to the revitalization of high streets, but they've been hit hardest by regulation. You know, the, the, the smaller places have been the ones that have been put under the most pressure through social distancing. But now is your moment to shine, you're, you're back. And uh, is, you know, like how are you finding things now that you can actually do what you, uh, uh, you can do? Even before we were uh, like allowed to to welcome the people in our uh, shop as well, because we are not just a coffee shop, we are a shop as well. But we've got a limit of people that uh, they let us uh, to let them in. Um, but now with the restrictions up, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's actually much more easy. Uh, you can apply for licensing and all these things much more easy, and uh, you can do like more types of events. And we've got a huge huge list on the back. I suppose one one of the interesting things that you know even before the pandemic there was the transformation of Victoria Road in terms of the improvements that was being made to the street, which was obviously a challenge if you're trying to trade through this huge disruption that's happening in Victoria Road. But when you look at it now, the street looks superb. And I, I feel like a lot more people are kind of cycling up your direction from West End. And, and uh, are you seeing more passive trades flying past on cycles? and, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are a lot, like, um, also like that, he says, like, so many people, they are moving from West End here. And uh, they find this place now so, so cool. Like having also the second line, it's very, very important. There's so many people that are coming in the area, especially to visit the park. And uh, like this, they are stopping like to our shops and visit us, and, which is great. What about just like uh, local coffee? I mean, in the last five years, it's been one of the big conversations that all of a sudden coffee shops have kind of uh, taken things up a notch in Glasgow. Um, are you kind of happy when you look around and you see that people are talking about coffee a bit more in this city? Yeah, so obviously we've got a plan before to open just a coffee shop. But obviously the pandemic changed our idea. So we said, okay, because we are from Transylvania, we can bring also some products. So like this, we can uh, make uh, actually two shops in one. And, um, and, and, and that's why our shop is called Transylvania Shop and Coffee. Daryl, talk to me about uh, talk to me about coffee and the fact that um, it's become a big conversation in Glasgow and we're we're, we're big coffee people now. Yeah, in the last um, the last seven or eight years, it's definitely blown up. I think um, one of the main sort of factors for Scotland in general, anyway, would be the rise of artisan roast, uh, and, and and Edinburgh really paved the way for a lot of coffee in Scotland, and that mantle was taken up by Dear Green. Um, who's Lisa, who's, who's based in the bars. Um, and from there, I think it opened up a conversation about what coffee could be. Um, instead of just something, you know, it's just no providence, generically roasted to a certain way. And just like, you know, you get coffee, which is just a general coffee flavour. Um, a few companies actually showcased that actually coffee is as nuanced as wine in the sense that depending on where it's grown, depending on what variety, which country, and even on the altitude will massively affect what's what's in the cup, and then from there how it's pronounced, um, how it's um, not prepared, but how it's um, processed, and then how it's roasted is obviously going to have a massive effect. And people people are actually genuinely interested in that, and that's really opened 
up. Um, he opened up a lot of conversations about what coffee could be um, and made certain businesses which are quality focused with the coffee uh, more viable. I suppose, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a conversation at the moment as well within hospitality in terms of how uh, everyone processes what the changes that has happened and, and, and thinks about how they approach it in terms of lifestyle and, 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 you know, ambition and things like that. Michael, I'm wondering right now, when there's so many challenges to hospitality, why are you opening? And, you know, what gives you the, the, the confidence and the ambition to go for it on Victoria Road? It, it's in the blood. I've, you know, it's, uh, it's something that I generally enjoy doing, you know. Um, coffee, food, everything, it's... Uh, I would say coffee's my, my biggest vice, you know. I think if you cut me open, I'm going to believe coffee. I love this stuff. Uh, I love good food and I've, I've got a passion for it. I always have. Uh, and I think just I, I, I want to get back in the game. I've been out the game for a wee while um, and I always keep my eyes and ears open to see what's coming up. And just as uh, both the guys said, you know, uh, the South Side, Victoria Road especially, is just exciting. You know, I mean, I, I stay around the corner, I walk the dog a few times a day, and even just going into Queen's Park, there's a, there's a brilliant buzz about it. You're, you're taught, everyone likes a conversation, just as Daryl was saying, you know, people were getting in during lockdown, speaking to him, and, and it's brilliant. Everyone's everyone's lovely, everyone's open. There's so many young students and everything. It's just so diverse. Um, but I'm, I'm desperate to get back into it and just uh, doing what I love and hopefully... That'll that'll gonna shine through to to my new customers and, and friends that we're gonna meet. So uh, no, I, I, I can't wait, and I'm I'm buzzing, I'm buzzing for everyone in this street, um, because it's it's brilliant. The more people moving in, I think the better for everyone. Obviously, when you go into Glasgow City Centre at the moment, and as I've said, you just see all these shutters down, and it's uh, it's horrible to look at. And Victoria Road and Govan Hill South Side. Was probably suffering for suffering for a good few years, uh, but now everyone's coming together as a community, and I think I'm I'm just I'm proud to be a part of it. To be totally honest, I can't wait to meet more more business and shop owners, so we can all come together and organise things together. I think it's brilliant. Uh, so yes, that's uh, that's just a little bit of excitement I have. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you um you mentioned diversity there because. I think you spoke to Kat Stewart from the Times recently, and there was yes. a really good quote from you about uh, Victoria Road not quite feeling like you're in Glasgow because it's so different and fuzzy exactly. and light. And exactly. even speaking to the three of you guys here, there's such diversity within what you do. And I wonder, does that help the neighbourly feel? Are you always excited when you see something new opening? Like maybe even for, for Daryl or Daniel, how does it feel to have a new authentic Italian place opening nearby? It must be quite a, a buzz to keep you on your toes and keep you excited. All the time when a new business is open up, it's a good thing because uh, uh, let's say also like gelato next to us uh, when uh, when actually they move next to us uh, like opposite to the shop. So many customers they came and they said that oh my god you're I think now we, you're gonna have like less customers and all these things. And I always say like when the when uh, when uh, more businesses that are on the road like this you make also more uh, business you know so it's good you know it's good because um because because there were like so many uh shops to let and rent um 
in this area and uh, the street um, for a moment i think was a bit dead but now everybody like how uh, michael he says he's coming up and uh, and and uh, and victoria road looks so so different now yeah having having uh, more businesses in the neighborhood brings more people to the area like yeah yeah just if you've got less business it's less attractive to go there so now you're seeing people traveling from different parts of the city just to victoria road in order to get to have an experience essentially and then with the park nearby as well it just it just makes it a lot more attractive neighborhood there you go michael you're getting a warm welcome so far <laughs> Um, I was just thinking about the, the transformation of the road and uh, the, the addition of the, the kind of cycle lanes and the improvements that I've had. I mean, the, the street looks great. I just wonder if you're getting more of those uh, Southside cyclists that are uh, arriving at your door, Daryl, looking for a, uh, for a coffee. In the morning, we get quite a few commuters actually going going about. So they just uh, park the bike outside and grab a coffee and go. Um, so it definitely has helped that way um in terms of so it's made it's made the first so the first day that i opened the work started and it was right outside the shop and i was like oh no so nobody could get in but it's, it's definitely it's in the long in the long run it's definitely paid off that that's there yeah i, th- I mean it was definitely I, I did feel for you guys i thought it was going to be a challenging thing that the, the the fact that the the works was so um overwhelming at times uh, <laughs> on that road but you know it, now it really does make a, a difference and i feel like victoria road is is feels a bit more connected to you know like it's a very easy commute by by car or, or walking or or cycling from the west end other areas of the south side and even the east end as well so um, mm-hmm. i feel like more people are, are heading your direction and um, because you know that there, there is such a collection of interesting places there um, as we've been finding out in the pages of the Glasgow Times. Um, why don't we, can we widen it out a wee bit? Because I was curious about some kind of quick-fire general yeah. knowledge. Well, do you know... Everyone likes a Zoom quiz, Sarah. You know, so. Well, this was maybe one of mine because everyone seems to get on so well and you all have such high praise of each other. I was wondering if anybody wants to go first with, do you guys have a local food hero, not necessarily just Southside, in Glasgow? Is yeah, there yeah. someone you can think of that inspires you to keep pushing or innovating or do what you do even to turn up every day i mean uh, that's a that's a a good question you know uh but since i was first the last time i'm i'm gonna give it to one of these lovely gentlemen to go to go first i wouldn't personally i wouldn't necessarily as a food food hero but a place that i really really like to go um is lands nudo on bath street uh so it's just I think it's just above the lone some something wolf um next to a bridal shop and it's uh just like you just a uh, guy making hand-pulled noodles bowls of soups uh, grilled meats and stuff like that it's just i always just find it especially for this time of year that's why it brought it to my head it's, it's a fantastic place to go uh so just on bath street so well not inspired i don't know um that's a hard one to, i'm trying i'm trying to think of so many places in glasgow before just somewhere really to go with it. I'm going to, I'm going to plug that in. Yeah, so also like well, one of the favourite shops with food, in, uh, like in special also in, uh, in Victoria Road as a milk bar. So they got like a huge, huge diversity of food and, and nice food. And uh, we tried that since, uh, since I moved here in Glasgow uh, in 2016. I've been there like a few times. I send all the time my boyfriend just go and take something take away from there because it's all the time diverse and all the time it's something different which is really really good uh and the inspiration for the food of course is coming from my grandma you know 
would I, I would say something something similar that my my inspiration would probably come from uh, from my, my dad's side as well. You know, being being Italian, obviously I need to stick up for my my Scottish and Irish roots as well. You know, uh, and my mum does a fantastic mince and totties. I have to say, it's beautiful. So credit to mama for that. But uh, my my dad's passion for food is is massive. Um, and I've I've just kind of stayed with him, um, kind of throughout my career anyway, and just uh, watched him in the good times, the bad times, um, watched him struggle, watched him thrive, you know. So um, I always loved my dad's cooking and my wee nonna's cooking as well. It was fantastic. And uh, in, in Glasgow, because I kind of eat Italian all the time, I'll try and do Chinese, Japanese, Indian. Um, I love being surprised by new places. You know, I love turning up somewhere, not expecting anything. Uh, I think being surprised with good food, coffee, drinks is just, it's its one of life's pleasures. So um, I'm, I'll eat anything as long as it's good. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time, uh, whether it's writing for my column, The Glasgow Times, or for the Glasgow's website, or the Best of Glasgow book, I spend a lot of time writing about fine dining in this city, but... You know, my formative experience in terms of Glasgow cuisine was essentially uh, chips and cheese on Sucky Hall Street after the dancing. So I'm curious about authentic Glasgow comfort food, the kind of stuff that, you know, you always kind of go to that, that, that can raise your spirits when you need it. So, you know, where where is it and, and what is it? You know, is it is it a kebab at the, at, on the way home or is it a scotch pie at lunch or is it a steak bake or what are we going for? A roll, a roll in mince for Nans on Inglefield Street. <laughs> Michael, you were you were basically raised on Glasgow comfort food, eating pasta with Italian restaurants and stuff like that. But is there anything else you want to add to the list of Glasgow comfort foods? Well, I mean, like when I was young, I would, honestly, I, would, I was a fussy, fussy boy, and I would only eat a couple of my dad's pastas. Um, I was kind of brought up in your typical Glaswegian diet. Um, quite a lot of things like maybe that Kevin Bridges had said, quite a lot of it was yellow. Um, you know, fin Findus crispy pancakes, waffles with cheese on them, you know, all, all the kind of Sunday morning comfort foods. Uh, but uh, over, I'd say over the last uh, kind of five years, uh, um, on a Sunday sometimes, if I was slightly fragile, I used to go to uh, Nanakusa on Sucky Hall Street for the chili beef noodles. They, they they seem to yeah. do the trick and sweat whatever badness was left in me out of me. Um but I'm very partial to uh rolling sausage and thought it's gone as well. So what, what about you, Daniel? That. Can can we tell me with any deep fried products of any description? <laughs> mm, you know, you know so <laughs> we usually like uh, cook at home all the time. Like what I said, my huge inspiration was uh, uh, my grandma, since my uh, parents they got divorced, like when I was three years uh, old, uh, she used to take care of us and uh, she teach me like how to make lots of and lots of food and things. And uh, usually I'm just making everything back like in my house. I um, like every night, uh, even let's say if I will come uh, in the shop because sometimes we have deliveries from five o'clock in the morning and we're leaving like eight or nine o'clock. We are still making a fresh dish back home, you know. So 
Well, like I'll tell, I'll tell you what. I'll pop in with a, a roll and sausage, Freddie Morton's roll <laughs> and sausage, and we, we can Thank do you. that. Maybe that could be a, a live broadcast on Facebook. Yeah, I wonder if. What about so, you? What's your comfort food? Oh, me. Anything with bread, I'm easy. <laughs> it doesn't even have good bread. It can be proper tacky white bread, but done. But, yeah. Hey, what was it, so. yeah, I was going to flip in with the flip side of that. We did think a good question to ask, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a meal or a dish. What is something that is a no-go for you? Like one that was quite a good one we thought is people have quite an aversion to not getting served something on a proper plate when they're out. Yeah, I don't do I don't do shovels, for instance. <laughs> if, I, if I go to Finiston and they try and put out yeah, some scallops on a shovel, I'll say, no, thank you. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, what, what what other kind of stuff in terms of food and drink that make you think, no, not for me? Yeah, I'm yeah, waiting on somewhere else. Gonna... <laughs> right, so you basically like everything then? <laughs> in terms of food and drink, now, nah, I'm just thinking about just experiences in general in terms of being in a restaurant, I could probably stomach a lot of stuff except bad service, like, I just, like, our, 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 our unattentive service. So for me... For me, the the whole thing should be, yeah, the service sh- is should be quite up there at the top. Um, you can forgive a bad plate of food and just say it's a bad night, but if it's bad service, then for me, that's a complete. I will not go back to that to that restaurant or wherever. Yeah, I I, I can second that as well. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm quite old fashioned, and uh, when you said you're getting served stuff in a shovel, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not a gimmicky kind of guy myself. I, I prefer. Kind of good food, uh, good service, you know. Um, I'm more kind of quality over quantity kind of guy. Um, when it comes to Italian food, one one thing I, uh, I've always been fearful of uh, in Rome is tripala romana, which is tripe Roman style. It's not for me. I don't like the look and I don't like, I don't even like the word. So uh, that, that's probably my <laughs> no go food. To be honest, Do you know, I, I know that lots of people are really enthusiastic about it, but no, no, I don't blame them. Uh, limoncello is, I just can't do it, I don't know what it limoncello. is. It's, it's, it's one of my kryptonites, it's generally like one, one shot of that, and it's, it's not for me. The limoncello in Italy, made by the old grannies, is like moonshine with a squeeze of lemon in it, it will blow your head off, <laughs> you know. And, and they force it in you, you're not getting a shot, you're getting a pint of it. You know, yeah. so beware. Yeah, well, we I think that's us well. needing to wrap up. Oh, that, yeah, already? we've got we've got about a minute left, I My believe. Goodness. Yeah, which has flown in. Time flies when you haven't. Thank you, everyone, but... for joining us. It was a good chat, and it's good to um, shine the spotlight on Victoria Road. What you guys are doing, what your neighbours are doing. Hope that people watching this go out and visit you, whether it's cycling down, walking down to before going to the park or whatever. Um, Sarah and I write a lot more about food and drink. It's available in the paper on the Glasgow Times. Uh, You can find it online as well. And the best Glasgow book is in all good bookshops. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for joining us, guys. That's been absolutely amazing. And thank you to everyone watching as well. This podcast was brought to you by the Glasgow Times. With a digital subscription, you can access our exclusive, insightful and trustworthy local news from just £2 for two months. We are also currently offering 20% off an annual rate with the codes Glasgow Times Noon. This offers for new subscribers only and is only available with the promotional code. Subscriptions will renew at the standard rates unless cancelled.